This episode of RFK Refugees is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to ensure that there are future episodes and help this show grow, visit patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. That's patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here. Hopefully we are live. Hopefully you can see us. Hopefully things are running smoother. <laughs> you can see us at least. Uh, there's not the fancy graphics package. We're having to use an old method. Um, so right now it's just us. Just us talking. John, how you doing, my friend? Oh, you know, uh, we're good. We're good here. I think the the challenge here is when uh, you... you, you stop uh using the muscle it atrophies and that is our live stream muscle and it's uh it's very atrophied so uh thanks for sticking with us in the chat uh thank you <laughs> thank you to the eight of us that sat here for 20 minutes while we we fussed with internet so, wow the video quality holy crap is it <laughs> bad amazing. is it bad or it's is it bad <laughs> uh we look like 8-bit pixel like uh we're like uh <sighs> chiptunes whatever man Hi everybody, DC United. <laughs> oh, DC United. Oh, this is this is this is going to be great for like the podcast. I think. Um, I think I think we're going to get some great stuff for the podcast. I'm not even really sure how the audio is going to sound on Audacity. That's going to be fun. This this might end up this might end up being like a lost show. Who knows? Who knows? Um, let Let's talk. Uh, let's talk DC United though. Let, let's just jump into it. We, we've wasted enough of your time. Um, or we can or we can just go uh, talk uh, MLS CBA. I don't know, John. I've wasted enough of your night tonight um, watching a particular uh, political candidate um, run in a New Hampshire primary. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've taken up enough of your evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about some news. Let's talk about things that have. There's been a whole bunch of things that have happened since we have last spoken. Like a lot. I mean, there's so many things. DC United has a New Jersey. It's very nice. Yes. Jaime Moreno was a fashion was our was our fashion icon uh, walking up and down. Which is which is cool. I like it. Weird to not see. I mean, granted, it's the the whole twenty fifth year. Weird to not see him in ninety nine or nine uh, and have twenty five on there. Which is, uh, you know, that's Santino's number in my book. So it was a bit, a bit confusing for me. Um, so that happened. The CBA got ratified. Uh, I, th- I think we should just whip through it. I think we should just <laughs> do it like this. The CBA got ratified. Yes. They get to they get to take more private planes. In fact, they are now mandated to use charter flights, whereas in the past. Uh, they were able to use, I think, three or four per year. Now they are mandated to use the five. They're mandated to use charter flights on uh, on uh, for MLS playoffs. That's yes. great. So cheap teams can't be cheap. Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of the a lot of the big things a lot of the big things they got. I mean, I, I think the charter flights. Everybody was kind of saying, okay, th- those are things that uh, that they they the team. It seems like they're gonna get they're gonna get because there are some owners that you know, want to spend more on their team and they want to spend uh, more on their um, on their club and they want to treat their players like they are, you know, like the stars they should be when they're spending a lot of money. Um, I, I think we all kind of thought they were going to get those types of concessions. I, I think the real the real win for the for the players is in is in the increase in the minimum salary. It's the movement of I think they're moving some TAM to to GAM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the increase in the minimum salary, something like over like four years, it's going to, it's going to increase. So, uh, they got a lot that they wanted. Free agency. Yeah. Free agency. Free agency. From 28 yep. to 24 from eight years of service down to five. Um, so now you can actually get a free agent deal and still be young enough to actually make some money out of it as opposed to being sort of like on your last legs or on your last contract. So, uh, congratulations to the players. I think, I think this is an unalloyed win for the players. I think that based on, you know, what came out, what the public asks were, it seems like they got pretty much everything they wanted. They got a future share of revenue from the, from the TV deal. Correct. Um, yes. So that's great. Um, yeah. So congrats players. I'm glad there's not a strike. I'm glad that there's actually going to be a season. I care slightly less now because I'm not a season ticket holder. And there was a, there was a bit of a panic we all had. Like, I think there was something in the language, like, you don't get your money back for your season tickets if there's not a season or some. <laughs> some so luckily, we don't have to even find out if that has a, if a lawyer has to consult there. So that's good. That's, that's very good. That's very good. That's extremely, extremely good. 
You know uh, what we're not going to talk about? What's that? Preseason results. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. The, oh. games that, the games that have occurred, only one of them was visible, I believe. No, the none of them. Of none of them. None of them oh, were visible. none of them. Well, then they really didn't exist, and we really shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> well, here, here's the here, here here's the thing about the uh, about the games. So there were none. There was no streaming, and it, it's kind of funny. Like I was watching these bad results. I think coming in, like the I think they lost three nothing or something to Montreal. I think they lost to the Red Bulls as well. Um, I know Montreal's preparing for Champions League, so they're going to play a lot more starters. DC was not was not playing anything close to starting lineups, anything like that. And just the amount of like Olsen out, like oh my god, more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. Um, I think really shows uh, just kind of how it just shows that there, there's still a lot of a lot of anger and a lot of uh, sentiment. Even come and see, even after the uh, the the I guess the moves that they've made to try to like say, hey, we're going to be different this time. It seems to me there's still a lot of um, a lot of. A, a lot of sort of angst amongst fans with, with Ben Olsen and I get it and I understand it. And I, and I, you know, I'm not someone to say, you know, you should, you should think exactly what I think, but I, I think some, um, there needs to be some, uh, there needs to be a little bit of patience, I think. And let's wait till we get some actual live results. Let's see what Ben can do with the squad. He's here. He's not going away short of, you know, there being a complete, you know, locker room collapse or some unforeseen, you know, scandal that we're not seeing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's involved in a cheating scandal. Maybe he's a uh, banging. Doping. Yeah. Doping. Him and Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Is a, yeah. What's going on? Who knows? I don't know how him himself doping would help, but anyway, he's here. <laughs> you know, Flores wasn't there. He just got his visa figured out. Apparently now he's dealing with um, a small injury and we, and we get a little bit about that. Um, DC, I, you know, I've always wondered, you know, there's a lot of talk about injuries at the beginning of the year and who's injured and who, and who's, who's not, who's not feeling healthy. Um, and it seems like DC United suffers from it a little bit more than other uh, than other teams. Uh, but maybe it's a factor of us just paying attention more. It's uh, that, yeah, it it's that. it's totally that. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some questions from fans about that and about oh, we seem to be really injured, blah blah blah. So, yeah, um, that's a common that's a common thing. I think if you pay any, any attention to sort of like any sports, um, like grouping of fans <laughs> like that's just what happens everyone everyone assumes that their situation is unique or worse so uh it's early in the season these things happen uh particularly Yamil Assad getting a groin injury was the least surprising groin injury that has ever existed in the history of groin injuries <laughs> the dude the dude has been chilling for a while and then he got and got game action and then his groin stopped working so real shot similar to the fact that I am running a 5k on Saturday oh, I have no. not oh no broken past the jog in three years maybe it's it's gonna be so if there's no podcast next week it's because i died running three and a third miles and, it's and, not impossible that that happens so the podcast must go on ted will find a replacement uh but that's what i'm saying not a surprise i will also pull all, both of my groins and my hamstrings and my calves just without a doubt and i i thought i was i thought i was crazy for like trying to like jump into soccer refereeing after like not really doing much exercise um, so you, sir, my friend, you, you take the cake. You take yeah, the cake. No, out. I mean, I'm big stupid. So that's <laughs> not a surprise. All right. Uh, but I, I will say, I will say, John, I, I have a little bit of a concern about DC United right now because, you know, we had these flurry of signings. We had the, um, uh, the, you know, the Gressel signing, the Flores signing, Lozano's happened. All right. You know, Hey, that happens. Uh, DC has been a little quiet lately. There's been some trialists. There's been uh, the French center back apparently that they've been chasing, um, Amens Biake Dibiase. <laughs> I'm gonna say Dibiase. I can pronounce yeah. that. Yeah, Dibiase. Yes, the French Ted Dibiase. <laughs> They're uh, Dibiase, a defender, age 30, uh, from uh, Mali, I think, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, playing out in France. Um, I, you know, a lot of a lot of people have been asking, kind of, you know, well, is this what DC should be going? Should they be going with the thirty age thirty center back? It's very surprising to me. Like, as soon as a player hits thirty, I think it's happening with Ola Kamara too. Now that he's thirty, everybody's like, oh no, he's washed up. Uh, we need we need another big top line striker. Thirty's um, not that bad, especially for the position he plays. If he's if we're relying on a thirty year old to be a, a quick winger, uh, yeah, maybe there's some concerns. But a center back position, uh, 
you get a, can get a good two seasons, two, three seasons at the very least out of that. I'd have to check how old Fred, Frederick Brillion is, but I think he's he's pushing like well past 30 at this point. Yeah, um, he's ancient at maybe 34. He's literally dead. And, you know, a regular starter for uh, for a French League One club, which is not nothing. I mean, let's be clear. That's not the cer- worst League One <laughs> they are in a relegation battle, um, and that's kind of the the crux of the of the argument right now is that um, is that basically the team doesn't want to let them go because they are in the middle of a relegation battle. Um, Good sign. If they were willing to let him go in a relegation battle, we may not want him. So that is <laughs> probably good. Probably a good sign, uh, but disappointing, I guess, for the team um, in the fact that uh, the fact that. He is uh, he's apparently uh, it's very unlikely he's going to come because they're in a relegation battle. They're trying to stay up. Um, I I don't I don't I mean, who knows? Maybe he comes later in the year. Maybe maybe once they get relegated, maybe once relegation is assured, he will come because the 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 calendar runs until I think the 5th of May. So there's plenty of time for him for him to come in. So, um, yeah, we are. I mean, I think that that sort of opens up the conversation about depth uh, uh, in different locations of the field um there are a million questions we got and we'll and i think probably we should, we should maybe just think about working through those um but the the question was there are a bunch of places in the field where we are paper thin yeah uh, and and even with the trialists and even with the potential signings we're we're uh at, at forward not looking good uh you know we've got eric sorga as the backup completely unproven uh, we're we're a hamstring away from starting an Estonian Estonian striker. I think Griffin Yao is now listed as a forward. I don't know if he was last year. <laughs> I mean, forward can mean so many things. In yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure. But yeah. there's not. I mean, other than that, like there there is a real deficit of people they could throw in that 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 pit. Who is the guy that scored the goal? That was a like a second round draft pick that's looking for Loudon. Like a I forget the guy. Anyway, uh, one of the guys who scored a, a goal in the game that we're not going to talk about because it's fake. Um, so he scored, I think one or two in these, in these games. Um, so that's, you know, there's that, I don't know. I, I think I'm concerned about right back. I continue to be, I, th- I think that Canals is, Canals is looking more and more like maybe first choice right back, uh, right now based on sort of preseason lineups and, uh, you know, conversation, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he's played there now twice. Um, I, we we've talked about this on the show. I'm not a fan of this. Um, I think that is not maximizing his skill set. Yeah. I think he doesn't. Um, I think he I think he's fine back there. He he's inconsistent, but he's not a standout player. The opportunity he has to be well above average is, is in the middle of the field, uh, and moving him from there to right back further lessens our depth in the defensive midfield position. So now we've got Durkin's not coming back. So we have uh, Felipe and we have uh, Moreno and that's it. I think that's, that's, that's really, that's the, that's the spine. That's what we have to deal with. So when you move him out of there, that, you know, every, every, everything becomes a little bit worse by having to put a player, a square peg in a round hole. I mean, he, and I think, I think the fact I almost wish, I almost wish considering how the season ended that Canals did not play as well. At right back because no. that's the only reason we're talking about this is because he played really well i mean he he was really good at right back i agree with you i i would like to see some more defensive depth i i'm curious to see what the team does towards the end of the year are they going to actually be able to bring somebody in are they going to sign a trialist are they gonna, is that the move to bring in a trialist are we going back to uh to the to the battle days of rfk and no money and bringing in trialists um, signing Carlos Ruiz at the last last minute. Oh God, <laughs> PTSD. I, I I don't I don't think we're there, but no. you know, yeah, we're it, not. yeah, it's 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 uh, it is a little concerning. It, it, the 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 paper thinness. We are extremely depth have depth in in the attacking midfield. That is the one position where you can say we have some amazing depth between Emil Assad, between Edison Flores, between Julian Gressel, Paul Riola. Perfectly fine there. Um. I guess the question is, does a guy, do you go out and get a guy like Darren Maddox? Maybe is that, is that where you look or Quincy? Someone's talking about Quincy in the chat. I mean, uh, you want a guy, we need a guy, a body is good. Another forward is good that you can get for under a hundred thousand dollars, which I think both of those players, you could, you just need, you need, you need numbers. 
to make that that gap up. So there are that's the good thing. There appears to be a good number of proven MLS players, not not guys you'd want to start every week, not guys that are going to knock your socks off, but just you know MLS caliber players available right now. So I'm 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 confident I'm confident we're not. I I think we're probably going to have to see a signing or two, like you said, either from a trialist or from a free agent perspective. It's not, we're not complete. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, saying in the chat right now, this team, this team is not the finished article. It's not, it, it, it isn't. There needs to be more moves. Uh, obviously the summer is when it's really going to come into, come into effect. Um, they're going to look at where they're at. Probably uh, the Julian Gressel move. We didn't even, I, have we even had a chance to talk about that? Have we podcast? Yeah, we, we, we had a whole podcast called Gressel mania. Oh yeah, you're if right. You, we did. did. So, so we have talked that. about that. <laughs> we did talk about it. So that stuck in my mind, but anyway, like that's, that that was a somewhat surprising move that I think that potentially, you know, I think maybe he ends up at right back now. Now that we look at the, the canal situation and, and turning defensive midfield from a strength into a thin weakness, I think maybe you end up having to. Although Ben Olsen has said that he sees him as a forward. I don't know. This this team is weird. This team is not. This team seems put together like, oh, look, a player that we could get. Let's get him. All right. He's another midfielder. That's OK. We'll figure out. We'll figure that out later. It's fine. And you know, and, and the Gressel move seemed seemed to me to indicate that the team was like was like you know we're we're gonna grab players that are good and we'll figure it out because that's what honestly every every team that is competing at the top you look at Toronto you look at um, you look at uh, LAFC you look at um, New uh, New York City FC they all have moments when they pick up players and you're like how are they gonna fit that guy into their system. You know, how are they going to fit? What are they? What can they do? And that's honestly what can make them a good team. And I felt like DC's had good teams, but they've been very predictable. So we're entering with a little bit of, of un, unpredict, unpredictability. Chaos. Yes. Chaos Ca- strategy. Benny and, Ball in throw, throwing up, throwing up the, the, the pieces and seeing where they land. Yeah, but you know, there needs to be there needs to be some sort of a fuller complement of players where suddenly more questions have to be asked and teams go into the season not knowing how you're going to play, how are you going to line up? I have an idea of what Ben Olsen's done in the past, but he's got four wingers now. Even though I, I I've been listening to people who watch this a little bit more, um, particularly MLS Assist from the Total Soccer Show, and they are saying actually we we, we talk about Edison Flores as a winger. He does play. He has played centrally before. And he's actually done apparently a pretty good job of it. So um, we might be looking at him being center. A lot of people have sort of placed him. He's a winger. He's a winger. He's a winger. He is still kind of can play that central role, that central attacking role. So just wanted to put that out there. I think everybody thinks like maybe Olsen's uh, putting a square peg in a round hole, playing him at that central position. Uh, he has done it before, and he's been pretty good, to, pretty good at it. I think, too. This is this is sort of you know red meat to the people who think that Olsen uh, doesn't have a clue. He's going to have to have a clue, yeah, because there's not a set lineup here with these players. Like there's going to have to be ma- there's going to have to be decisions made, tactical choices made, uh, much more than average. Like in, in the last few years, the lineup eight out of eight out of eleven of the spots were were pretty much written in. Uh, there'd be a f- there'd be a few bit of changes here, but particularly with this midfield, there's going to have to be a lot of chopping and changing going on at right back. There's going to be a lot of that going on. Joseph Mora will be gone for a month uh, this summer. Uh, there's going to have to be a lot of that. So this is a this is a real test for a coach that has had many, and most fans would say some. Many fans would say he's failed all of them. Many fans would say give him a chance. It's a very divided situation, but this is going to have to be. He's going to have to figure it out he, because this is this is not one where he can just throw out the same eleven and and and, and hope it works out. He's going to have to make a lot. Like Dan says, this is the true test of ben, Benny Ball, the final trial, yeah, the final boss for Ben Olsen. I mean, He's got to make it work this time. If this team is sitting in the same position that they were last season, you know, barely making, scraping by, it's not going to be good enough at this point. I mean, this point now, it's like, all right, distractions are gone. Time to time to shape up. And, and uh, what's our expectations? Let's 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 put them. Yeah, let's we, put them to, I think I think we I think we have the same. Yes. Um, I mean, I, to me, there has to be. See, I'm hesitant because I'm like, you know, after so long, you think you would be like, we should be talking about, you know, MLS Cup contention. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's almost you don't want to go there because you've been hurt so bad. I mean, last year was supposed to be MLS Cup contention. That was supposed to be the year everything was supposed to come together. You know, Rooney was supposed to, you know, carry us to the top of the Eastern Conference. And at the beginning of the year, it was looking like that. And then it all just fell apart. Um, so, you know, I almost want to temper expectations and then just be surprised. By the way, did you bet any money on DC when you, you went to Vegas? You did not. I did not. You are not, a coward, not, my friend. You are a coward. I'm just 50 say. to one, but you're okay. 10, to, well, 10 I, bucks. You win $500. What? Yeah. I left a lot of money on the blackjack table, man. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do both. $10. All's asking you. I even asked you and you did anyway. You did moving on. Well, uh, also, what, what, what do I think? What do I think DC should do? Uh, yeah. how I think they're going to do honestly, uh, a playoff win. At this point, I'm at, I'm at the point where I just like I want to see a playoff win. I yeah, want a playoff win is the floor. Um, hosting, hosting number one, hosting a playoff game. I think not only hosting a playoff game, but being in the top three. I'm gonna say that that yeah. for me will be a successful season. We get a home playoff game number that that that's like hugely priority. And there's a lot of space. There's a lot of space where you could see that happening with with what's out there right now. Yeah, if that if that doesn't happen, that if that's the that's the floor for both of us at playoff, at least for me, playoff home a playoff home win is the floor. If he doesn't get that, this this podcast goes into we we raise the Jolly Roger <laughs> in the entire off season. Every we'll, we'll we'll do like daily posts about it's Ben Olsen fired yet. Um, I think that if if that doesn't happen, that's that's all there is to it. And I think also that also fits with his contract. I think I think that I think this this year was never going to happen. We talked about it. Uh, Steve Goff talked about it. It was always it was always going to go at least one more year, um, just based on the way this team operates, uh, and then the contract extension that he had got two years ago. So this is it. This is uh, this is the final test. This is the level with the water. <laughs> this is whatever whatever is the battle toads level that it's hard to beat. This, it's going to be that one. Yeah, basically. Um... I don't know. It's going to be. I I I'd, lo- I'd love to at this point to be able to tell you. I, lo- I wish we had some games, and I'm hopeful. I, I I'm okay with like the first couple games. All right, it's early in the year. You know, you're out there on the field. There's there's not a lot of lineups. I mean, I, I will say, uh, Bravo DC United for bringing back DCU match day. Uh, bravo to that. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. That's now back and live. I don't know if you remember the Twitter account DCU match day. So you know, the first game. And this is kind of a thing where I'm seeing DC like kind of like learn. They get criticism, and now there's a response because the first game they didn't do anything. I think they just posted an image at the end, and this the next game said, "Okay, let's send a social media person to actually like give some stats to this game." The first game against Montreal, all we had was the Montreal Twitter account. That's all we had. We had nothing, nothing else. Had we lost video? We did lose video. Can people still hear us? I don't know. Well, I, I'm still seeing if people can still hear us. Um, I, I'm sorry, folks. We're we're gonna work on this again. Um, I'm not quite sure what happened. Uh, Streamlabs updated on me, and suddenly things just stopped working. Um, I did not learn the lesson. Do not update. You know, never update. Okay, they can hear us. So okay, let's just <laughs> let's just keep going. Um, and let's see. I completely lost my job. But anyway, so uh, yeah, you had the games stream you had the game a stream would be nice a stream would be wonderful if this team if team somebody out there someone with a friggin' periscope i don't care give me some video of this team i want to know how my team looks how this player looks because literally you know we we look at the results on the field and we look at the scoreline and we say you know we look at the lineups and we're like all right well there probably wasn't a lot there but maybe we would have seen something if we had actual video we'd be able to tell you this player played well this player maybe didn't look so good um you know, give give me some video. I'm sure I'm sure you agree. I know our listeners agree right now. I think that's I think that they say the same, <laughs> they say the same thing. Uh, so let's uh let's I think we should work down this absolutely monstrous list of uh, questions we received. Okay. Uh, now that we're vi- now that we're audio only. Now right. that this is now an ASMR podcast <laughs> for those of you who are on uh, on on YouTube. All right. Let's. I gotta get down to the bottom. Literally, guys, I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling. All right, the bottom of it. First of all, uh, Andy Nahar is training with LAFC. It makes me sad. It does. But, it, it makes me. It makes me really sad. Um, but it, he is apparently at the point where they are very far from signing him. It's literally just like a get in shape type thing. Take a look. Um, they might sign him. They'll probably sign him if anyone signs him. But like, bummer. Real big bummer. Particularly for a team that needs right a right back, bummer. Yeah, I mean it's, 
and there are a lot of people out there, you know, the sentimental effect I think is huge here. Um, we all watched Andy 2010 to 2012. I want to say, I think it was, I think it was his tenure at DC. He wasn't here in 2013. I know that. And the team was really bad. I still contend the team would have been better if he had been here. Um, (laughs) but, uh, 2010 to 2012. Um, I mean, he really, I, I went back and watched like highlights of him. I was like, when when, like there was news and just how quick he was on the ball, just how much, how good of a player he was, um, was phenomenal. And he was, he was an absolute rising star. The team sold him for three, I think 3 million was the, the fee they sold him for Andrew. They had a sell on clause too, which they're not going to get the, uh, um, you know, and you know, I, I think I said the adage, like, you know, you make your own luck, um, with, uh, with certain players and, you know, DC hasn't always made the best decision. Um, hopefully they make the right decision with Chris Durkin and sell him and then get a hefty sell on clause on top of that. Um, cause he's lightening up in Belgium, uh, starting yeah, that, for the that team. Seems, that seems happening, right? I think, I think the agreed, the agreed fee isn't very high. Well, you know, we all, we all thought we'd be watching games on NBC sports network by now. And, and that's, you know, gone to hell. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. You're there's too much news. There's too, too much. much there, there is too much news. Um, but anyway, so, you know, it, it's, 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 it just feels like DC just had really bad luck because, I think Arsenal was sniffing around Annie Nahar at one point. Uh, that was a discussion going on. He was scoring in the Champions League, and then it's like one injury. Gets back. All right, he's getting healthy. Another injury. Then he tears his ACL. And it's like, and at that point, at 26, um, a lot of people are saying he's not going to be the same player. I wanted it for the sentimental value. Um, it'll, I will be very, very sad if he goes to LAFC and he lights it up uh, because it's another it's another mark um, against uh, against Dave Casper. Same mark he had against um, uh, with Nick DeLeon uh, in letting him go and then him playing well for TFC. So it's another mark if he goes to LAFC and plays well because he's a guy in your backyard. He's a guy who played for your club and you had an opportunity. You needed a right back, a right. You needed defensive depth, and you didn't go out and get him. And suddenly now he's playing well for LAFC. What wasn't isn't wasn't he subject to allocation order? He would, be. he would be. He would be. He would be. Maybe they do have the top top. So maybe that's the easy, the easy part. By the way, he is subject to allocation. A lot of people are saying, well, DC has his rights. I'm like, nope, they do not. They do not have his rights. They do not own his rights. Uh, he is uh, He is subject to allocation because DC United sold him. So yeah. Also, Andy Nahar has been playing right back for those who think that he hasn't been. Yeah. He, play, he played a lot of attack. And he played right back for, like, the beginning part of, uh, of, of, of DC United's um, – yeah, that was the thing that that was the thing that got him international attention, really. Yeah, yeah, it was playing. That, was, that was the one time. That was the one time Ben Olsen's uh, strategy of making everyone a right back actually uh, <laughs> actually redounded to the benefit of the player. Um, unlike Paul Ariola, where that's the opposite, and that doesn't happen. Anyway, let's keep moving here because we have not even started. In fact, yes. Uh, James Lambert of uh, the Screaming Eagles uh, fame says United keys moves United's key moves adding Flores and Gressel seem solid, but we seem dangerously thin in multiple positions. I think we said that. Is this another case of wait until summer and then try to plug holes? We've talked about the fact that we've moved past the window here. We're going to be looking at maybe free agents. We'll be looking at trialists. We'll be looking. Well, at- no. So so hold on a minute, John. The window's still open. DC United can go out and sign up and pay a transfer fee. It does become harder because you have you're if you're paying a transfer fee to sign a player, any team unless they are like middle of the table, they have nothing else to play for, is not going to be interested in signing. DCI can go out and pay a transfer fee and bring in a player. the 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 MLS window is still open until uh, when? Until May fifth. Oh wow! Yeah, so D, DC can still go out and pay a transfer fee for a player. This it, it, the way the transfer window works is is when you're. Whatever your window's open, you can go out and buy a player and bring them in. It's just like they could go out in, um, I don't know, uh, they could go out in next uh, year or something. They could go out in June before the primary window opens, buy a player. He just can't play until the window opens. So there's nothing, the only thing that affects really is when the player can play. That's what that's what the window dictates. What's that? I also would like any player that we get to be able to play. That's yeah, a, that, 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 that's the big thing. But but it's more the point that the window is still open. Um, DC can go out and sign a player. It does become harder 
as you get away, as a lot of other teams have closed their window because they can't go out and replace that player. It's why they got Edison Flores in January because Morelia could go out and said, oh, yeah, we, we can go out and find somebody else. We'll take your $5 million, DC, and we'll go find somebody else. Brian Lozano was, a, was another story. They went, that, went right up to, that went sort of up to the deadline. And then once the Mexican window closed, they're like, all right, we, we need to you know, hold on. We're not too keen to sell this guy because we, we need to go find a replacement. Here's a big here's a big extension for you, yes. Brian. Yes, here's a big extension for staying with us. So anyway, continue, John. I'm sorry. Yep, that's fine. No, I, I, basically the question says, are we going to have to wait till summer to plug the holes? As you just heard from Ted, we could sign them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not they can come play for us until the summer. So we'll we'll see. I, we have we I think most of us agree we're thin everywhere except for midfield. Uh, so fingers crossed. Um, Tim Fleisch, Yamil uh, Assad, super fan, says, how many defenders will we sign? We need another striker, which I think the team will still go for. We need to trade for Maddox. So Maddox is, I believe, a free agent, correct? I don't think he's – I think he's unattached. Um, I believe so, yeah. I yeah, believe he is unattached. Sign Beta Shore. What do you think the club is going to do for signings? Um, so a couple things. Uh, Matt, signing Maddox would be fine. I think he's probably an under 100K player at this time. Um, sure, do it. Uh, Steven Beta Shore, I'm not sure if he's a free agent – I think his best years are well, well in the in the rearview mirror. Um, but we do need a body. I think they're I think they're very keen on if they're just going to sign a body that's either second or third choice in a position. They're more inclined to probably sign a trialist that they can cut bait with uh, that do, that don't tie them up from a salary cap perspective. So that's why you'll see the Aaron Mond uh, probably signing happen here um, because he is a guy that will cost the league minimum, and they can let him go in the summer if they if they need to or move him to Loudon have to uh, but very possibly I, I would agree with signing Maddox the question is of course with Maddox is does he want to actually come here does he want to actually be or a Ben part- Olsen again what's that or Ben Olsen again like he the, his coach the coach is still here uh, and he had he had to deal with sort of being second banana after Rooney got here and I think there was some hard feelings I don't if I remember correctly there was some stuff on social media that would seem to indicate that he was a little cheesed, you know. But you know, if no one else is offering and he's sure. being given sure. an opportunity now, now you know, again, yeah. now again, the the you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that Ola Kamara is you know worse than Darren Maddox, but you know, I will say or I will say that there's a little more of an opening between Ola Kamara and or there's a little bit less of a gap than Wayne Rooney and Darren Maddox and Ola Kamara and Darren Maddox. So maybe um, I, I think it's a matter of does he still want to start. And if he wants to start where he wants to play, I think now the CBA sign, you're going to see a lot more free agent signings. There were very, very few um, free yeah. agents. I think Justin Miram is now going to RSL. Um, so now that the everything is settled, everything's settled with the CBA, everything's done, teams are going to start making moves. That's why um, Eric Sogra is now going to be a DC player. Uh, they're working on an MLS contract for him right now, basically. And it's probably going to get done uh, because there's, yeah. there, there certainly were some favorable salary cap uh changes in the cba which was good um so uh think things are gonna things are gonna come hot and heavy um i think i think there's going to be a couple more signings for dc i think it's going to be the you know uh dave casper said they're looking at some other targets so good yeah we need them yeah uh, i i hope it's not just here we're going to sign a couple trialists um i am hopeful that they are going to go out and make a signing and and continue the good move i think we were all kind of worried after lozano what was next and then gressel happened so things yeah. things go quiet, and then suddenly something big happens. So ho- hopefully that's the case here. I feel so disconnected because we haven't actually seen the team. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it feels, feels weird. very weird. It, this has been a weird off season. Let me just say, like normally there's the Carolina Challenge Cup. There's like the Desert Diamond Cup. I think was one they have out in. I think I want, I want to say Las Vegas or Phoenix or something like that. There are like I was looking. I was like I was like where are like the like preseason tournaments? I remember the preseason tournaments that we had that 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 existed in American soccer. You know, the Challenge Cup being one of them. Um I remember those and there are none of them this year. It's like there's some friendlies going on in Portland. Some teams are playing down in Florida. It's not it's a very very weird. So uh, you know what what comes with those tournaments is streams. Those team they put out streams because it's like a tournament, it's an event and everything like that. So just, you know, weird weird offseason this year. There's not a lot of formality to it as there has been in the past. Um, could be the earlier start time too. Could be messing yeah. with some things. Yeah, I think I think that that's probably something to do with it. Um, I think I, I want to make sure that we talk about our sort of our big news before we get too late in the show. Yes, uh, <laughs> folks, I wish we will probably do. Um, so uh, we are doing a first for us. Uh, we're doing a live podcast uh, at the season opener at the Screaming Eagles tailgate. Um, so 
I don't know yet if we're going to broadcast live from there. We may just record locally. But if you want to come by and say hi and talk about the team, we're going to have a third mic open. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how people uh, react to that third mic. Uh, but uh, come out and see us. Come say hi. Uh, somebody asked for uh, a sticker for sticking with us through our video problems. Sure. sure. You want to come? You want to come <laughs> to the Screen Eagles tailgate uh, and and see and see us? You can get a sticker. Uh, I'll I'll give those away for sure. Uh, we don't know how it's going to go. I think we have had we have been asked by people in the past to do live podcasts. This is a this is a, a first experiment in how this will actually work. We'll see how it goes. I, based on our technical acumen today, I think it only has room to go up. I think yeah. we will figure it out. It will get better. Um, but yeah, come say hello. Even if you're not uh, uh, on in Screaming Eagles, I think I don't think there's like a doorman. I think you can come say hi. <laughs> come I, say hi to us anyway. Well, we'll we'll uh, just say you know Ted and John. We'll we'll see how see how far that gets you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Say I'm with I'm with the podcast guys, and then they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll give you a free beer. Uh, hopefully, James Lambert isn't doesn't yell at us about that. One of the eight listening right now, James, like, come on, this is not what we talked about. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're excited about it. So I hope you, um, if you can't come see us, I hope we do it live and you can hear us. Yes. Um, do we... Sorry, back to back to the uh, the, back to the, the questions. long okay. list of things. Uh, Malopato says. You can buy the jersey of one of the new additions. Who do you choose? I feel all right. So really, we're talking unless you're talking about Eric Sorga, which maybe you are. I think you're saying Julian Gressel or Edison Flores. Who do you feel like you'd get? Edison Flores has a five-year contract. That's that's attractive to me mm-hmm. as someone who continues to get jerseys uh, that are obsolete very quickly. It, as I'm wearing my 22 uh, Griffin Yao, that I <laughs> guarantee you, he's probably changed his number already. I haven't checked, but I'm sure it's different. Hey, man, you get the original one. I, I want to buy the Durkin like Belgian jersey because I know eventually he's gonna, if he signs there, he's going to change his number. But you get like the like, first is it jersey, like 97 right now. What is it right now? It's like 32 or something yeah, like that. That's I think probably it's... not it. Um, <laughs> I'd get I'd get Flores. I, I rather than Gressel. I think Gressel's signing his long term contract too. Uh, but you know, I think I think I think we go for the we go for the big flashy signing. I usually get not the big flashy signing because you know. It's the way I roll. But what about you? See, I, I'm a person. I, I operate. I get jersey numbers on. It, it's a very you know, it, it's how they're doing that year. 2018. I was watching Luce, Luciano Acosta tear it up. I also had just gotten a new job, so um, I went out and uh, dropped the money on a on a Luciano Acosta jersey because I thought this guy's going to be a legend at this club. And uh, you see how that turned out. So like, I feel like I just have like a bad habit. Like I bought a Kuznet, I got a, I got a Kuznetsov Capitals jersey for Christmas, hmm. um, who he lit up the 2018 Stanley Cup playoffs, and then he's been okay, but he hasn't been that level, and so I feel like I'm almost a curse, and maybe it's just the fact of when I buy the kit, I might just like try to like break the curse by just going out on a limb. Um, I almost want to take the safe bet and say like Paul Ariola, like that's a pretty safe bet, um, and maybe somebody I would want in there. Um, Ugh, tough choice. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I got to go with Edison Flores. $5 million player, DC signed. Uh, they brought him in. He, he's going to be exciting to watch. I, I'll probably make my decision at that first game. I'm going to watch that game, see how well DC plays. Unless Edison Flores is injured, and then my whole plan goes to crap. But, <laughs> but, yeah, too, I, I got to say, I did not like the jersey from the renderings. And then when I saw it actually uh, styled live, I'd like it. I'd get one. I like it. The, the numbers MLS nailed. Yes, they are great. The font right. and numbers. That's why I want one. And it's got the twenty-five logo. Also, by the way, um, I, there's been back and forth as to whether this is going to happen. But I, I, I have so so uh, for those who don't know, DC United originally in nineteen ninety-six wore red shorts. I think everybody has seen the pictures, the old pictures. There was talk about whether the team would do red shorts, and I think this is another case where they they let this out to Pablo. And then they said, oh, we're, well, we're not sure we're going to do it. And then everybody's like, what are you doing? you got to do the red shorts. And then they're like, oh, all right, we'll do the red shorts. Um, appara- so apparently they've been uh, – there's pictures that have come out with Fred Brilliant on, on Instagram. Black kit, red shorts. Uh, FIFA apparently is doing a launch of the kits, I think tomorrow or something like that, where you can download the kits. Um, I might actually break open FIFA, go in, and just see what the kits are going to be. Uh, black kit, red shorts. Um, so uh, – uh, Pablo said, you know, maybe they'll do it for some games, maybe not all games. Do it for all the games. Every single game, I want to see black kick and red shorts. Yeah. 
yeah, with like it. the black socks and the stripes. Those look that the whole kit like looks just really nice with that all put together. Um, I think the kit's fine. I think most of the MLS kits are fine. I think they're not. I think some of them tried some new things, some different things. Um, there are some. I don't know why, but I really like San Jose's like white kit. I don't know why I like it. I think it looks different. Um, I it, it it looks a little different. At least they're trying maybe trying something a little bit new. I don't know. It just it looked like a very very nice kit. Um, it almost looked like they were trying to sort of pay homage to the to the San Jose Clash. So, um, still been, wait I'm, still still waiting for the Mitchell and Ness like classic MLS gear. Like when is that coming? Have we gotten yeah. any confirmation on that? I have not. I just sold my switch yesterday for for a little for a little bit of uh, jersey money. So I'm <laughs> I'm ready. When that Mitchell and Ness newsletter hits, I'm ready. To- <laughs> Um, I've been told that the Screaming Eagles offer a day pass with booze for $15. So if if that strikes your fancy, if you're thinking, wow, that's a bargain. Uh, and I'm also told that the Ultras are $20 for the year and you get a tetanus shot. Uh, or you get tetanus. <laughs> Maybe you don't get a tetanus shot, you just get tetanus. Uh, by the way, this is an open call. We're doing the Scream- Screaming Eagles tailgate. Uh, we are we are, uh, we are open and flexible to go to any of these tailgates and do live podcasts. So. Yeah. Uh, Keep that in mind. Should you be a listener uh, for uh, any of the other supporter groups, and you want to have uh, some 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 us, <laughs> some dudes, some dudes doing a podcast from your uh, tailgate, we'll do that. Um, all right, back to the back to the back to the mailbag. Uh, at Rich underscore Lucky Duck says, "Do we really have the defensive mids to warrant playing two, especially if we need Canasa fullback? I'm sure I'm in the minority uh, regarding Moreno, but I think he is passive and not a ball winner or a passer." I, I uh, do we have the defensive mids to warrant playing too? I think we need. I think we'll need to do that. I think we're we have uh, we have a lot of freelance not freelancing attacking players, but we have a, a front four that's going to get involved a lot. Um, I think based on you know again not having seen these not having seen these games, but based on how we anticipate they're going to play, um, I, I I think you are in the minority regarding Moreno. I think he's a I think he's an excellent player. He had a bit of a lull last year, which maybe is coloring a little bit of your perception of him. But uh, I, I have, like we, you know, we've talked about it already. When you when you pull Canals to a full time right back, you are making yourself very thin, dangerously so. There, if you have the three of them there, that's still a real strength for for the team to have those three options. So, um, I, I think we're probably going to continue to play with two uh, in that spot, and uh, I don't. Uh, hopefully, Canals is able to just compete in that spot versus trying to find a spot at right back all the time. Agree, disagree? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think I just think there's going. Ben Olsen has always played a two defensive back system. I mean, two defensive mid system. Um, so I, I just I don't see him going away from that. Um, again, it's our, I was hoping from this game we would we from these streams maybe we'd we'd get an idea as to what um, as to what the DC Ben Olsen is doing, but we really haven't, and he hasn't really had a full squad to really to really see that. So I'll be very curious to see in these games. You know, January camp's over, everything's back. Are we going to see? You remember last year there was a clear shift in how DC. They I think they lined up pretty much the same, but there was very much a clear shift in how they were playing. They were trying to play more possessive style. Um, will we see that again this year? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. Next question uh, from podcast podcast mailbag favorite Brendan Cartwright. Uh, I'm feeling less confident in the roster construction by the day. Fisher is a total question mark. There's no true cam, and our front office is now whiffing on DP attackers and TAM defenders. Can Olson mold what we have into a competitor? I'm nervous. He has definitely been huffing huffing the paint fumes, uh, the negative paint fumes on this one. I think I remember him being very excited when we signed Flores. Um, Let's wait. Let's wait and see what this new CBA free agency uh, uh, breaking of the dam does to this team. I think that I, I think Ted. I think Ted's wise to point that out um, before we get too nervous. I think that if if we go into if we go into the season in two weeks with no other signings and uh, and don't have any plans to fix that, uh, yeah, sure, be nervous. I don't. I'm not too concerned about whiffing on the the the, the Tam French defender. Uh, from the last place legal and team, that's not that doesn't really make my day bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the the there was a lot of excitement with Flores, and then oh my gosh, we might be getting Lozano. Uh, you know, you, the the team is you know when you're you know uh, to me it's kind of like I don't know working a, a sales job or something like that. You know, you want to see them at least hit 
a couple of a couple of nice uh, prospects. And I think they've done that with Gressel and with Flores, you know. But if you miss one or two, you know, hey, sometimes things don't work out. Um, that happens all the time. But you know, there is a sense of you know, well, you you got to close and you got to figure out something because if that guy doesn't work, you got to have a plan B. Then maybe a plan C, D, E, E, F. In a lot of cases. Um, and hopefully you don't get too far down that rung before before uh, before you start getting desperate. So you know, I hope I hope this whatever this Tam you know French center back that I'm assuming um, I'm assuming Chad Aston was enamored with at some point. I'm guessing he was uh, scouting there. So. He was scouting there, so <laughs> that's where all that's coming from. But um, watching this team conceding like a million goals, <laughs> PSG is like you know we need this guy right here. This is the guy we need. <laughs> Uh, Brendan Cartwright also says we have not beaten Philly or the Red Bulls in an MLS match at Audi Field. Does that change this year? Yes. Red Bulls. Red Bulls probably. Yes. Red Bulls probably. Philly, no. Red Bulls. Yes. Philly. Uh, maybe. I, I'm. I'm still not convinced. Everybody. Everybody's talking to Philly. They had a good season last year, but and they broke their transfer record by spending a million dollars on a player. That's breaking their transfer record. If Broke you think boys. if you Broke think, boys in Philly. if you think we are cheap and we are not an ownership that spends money, um, you got to go back. By the way, we should talk about we should talk about the uh, opening night. We didn't go to it, but we seen some pictures of what the stadium's going to look like. Yeah, we will. We'll hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there's a hopefully there's a, a good looking field. <laughs> yeah. Um, at uh, DC Ulysses says, "What would you prefer, defensive depth or a backup striker?" I think that's I think that's an interesting way to phrase it. We can only sign one. The roster is is as it is right now. Would you rather have defensive depth or a backup striker? Ted, I will let you go first. Defensive depth. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm just for the sake of being different. I'm gonna say backup striker. I think there are players you can press into press into service. And the defensive side, and 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 be okay. But I think that if if Kamara goes down, I'm I'm shitting a brick. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 very nervous too. I just think there's there's a lot of attacking talent that this team has built. That I think even if maybe they aren't getting the production up front, they'll be able to survive. If we're leaking, you know, three, four, five goals a game because we got defenders hurt, uh, it's looking like what the, how it was in the middle of last season when this team looked like they could not keep the ball out of the back of the net. So, I don't know. That, that, yeah. Uh, next question. How sad are you about going to Andy Hart going to LAFC? We've, we've discussed that. Uh, at Athletic Areola. Interesting. Uh, with our first, with our large depth of, uh, with our large depth in midfield, who exactly would you guys start at midfield? Oh, no. Uh, and who would you go out with right back? Oh, no. Um, I'll start. So we, I was saying earlier that uh, I don't, I don't want Canals at right back. I refuse to have Ariola right back. That is, that is non-negotiable. I will throw things at the field if that happens. Um, I would, I would run depending on how the next the preseason games that we can't see go, and if Fisher stays healthy, um, I give, I give that a go. I'd give that a go and, and keep and keep your ability to put Gressel further forward um, uh, as an option and leave Canals in the middle of the field with splitting time with Moreno and Felipe. Felipe also apparently is the captain based on pictures. Uh, there's, there's, there's dialogue there that that's potentially the case, which is hilarious. Yeah. Think about that. Like imagine, imagine like in 20 beginning of like 2018 or 2019, you're told Felipe is going to be the captain of this team in a couple years. Um, but he played, he played really well and he, and he is, he is without a doubt a good ambassador for the club. It seemed like he knew when he came in, he was like, people aren't going to like me. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going on a charm offensive. Um, it worked. I, it worked. I it worked on me. Yeah. I got sold. Yeah. He, he's going to have a moment this year. I think we're going to get some more games. There's going to be one moment when we're all going to kind of like, like either just like, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see anything wrong with that. And there, all the fan, every fan in the world is going to be yelling about Correct. it. He's going to decapitate somebody with his cleat and be like, "Listen, he shouldn't have put his head there. That was his fault. I don't know what you're talking about." I'm I'm studiously avoiding answering the question about who I would start in midfield because I have no clue because we haven't seen these GD players. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to do it. Sorry, we, we, we have we have no we have no insight. We've talked a month about what the team could do. I I, I want to see. I would love it if Julian Gressel and Areola would work just out on the right. Them switching between defensive mid, defensive right back, 
and right wing. I think that would be if they could get that to work, that could be like something that would absolutely just own the rest of the league, especially on that right side. Yep. I don't know who sees. We'll see what happens there. Uh, at give me my footy Kyle Pollock says if FC Dallas made a special ticket bundle like the Mexican <laughs> superstar package which I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that I'll talk about that for a second um, and included DC what would it be called and who would the other team other two teams be that is an excellent question that required much more preparation on my part to be <laughs> give you a creative answer to See, uh, if, you, if, you're if, an expecting father so I mean you can just you say that sorry I had to do this thing yeah, yeah, I had to prepare to have a kid in two months. I couldn't, I couldn't think about it. My mental energy was otherwise. Um, if you don't know what he's talking about, FC Dallas uh, posted a tweet about selling tickets, basically on come see uh, all of the Mexican national superstars yeah. that are playing for other teams that come and visit, and people got really mad at them. I think they're dumb to get mad at them. Uh, FC Dallas needs to sell tickets, um, and. That's if they were saying like you have to turn casuals into fans of yours. So yeah, get them in the door and then win, and that's great. So the the, the marketing department is not stupid for for offering this deal. Nope. You can be mad at the club for not having an attractive enough team that they have to resort to this right. in order to get people to show up to the game. There's two sides you can come at this. I, I'm not mad at them for doing that. I'm not getting mad at the someone in marketing being like let's let's sell three three tickets $45 our job is to sell tickets let's yeah. try to sell tickets Let, let's hope it's not a David Beckham situation I think they had where they sold a bunch of tickets to see David Beckham come play and then David Beckham did not in fact did not play um so let's hope like all three of those players don't suddenly pick up mysterious injuries or something like that <laughs> right right I remember that there was a lot of that when when, yeah. when Beckham was coming around as far as like yeah that was that was a I think it might even. I think he might have not played in Dallas when they did that. I think I, I, somewhere there's a neuron in my brain from 2007 bouncing around remembering that information. Kyle, I don't have an answer for you on that. It's too good of a question. I'll noodle on it and I'll try to be creative, but it's, yes. it's not happening right now. The only thing I could see would be DC and Seattle because they have Rudy Diaz and we have um, it's like a Peruvian pack or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only two. It's the only two I can come up with. I like it. No, that's better than I got. Yeah. Um. Arthur Lampros says, with the increase of high-value midfield options this year, do you see Junior Moreno getting considerable playing time? There is a potential. We've sort of talked about the fact that we don't imagine Ben goes away from two defensive midfielders because he likes to build from a stout defensive base, and that's the way he's felt comfortable uh, historically. If you are trying to figure out a way to get all these attacking options on the field at once, that's a place you can look at and changing that up and only having one player there. And then I don't know if, if we only have one, I don't know. I don't know who that first choice is. I think it'll be Felipe, which is kind of crazy now <laughs> again, again, <laughs> kind of crazy to think about, right. 2020. Oh, really? That's what's going on. Um, we'll see. I think I, we, we talked about at the beginning of the show is that so, there's going to be so many more lineup changes this year. So many new looks uh, than there have been before, just based on the, the, the player pool and the talent that we have on, that, on to at our disposal agreed <laughs> i mean um, there's gonna be so Jeff much taylor yeah says uh that's an answer to another question looks like there are way more saturday home matches in the schedule this year versus last year when we had a lot of wednesday and sunday night apm matches i have noticed that will this boost attendance especially among fans with kids fans traveling from suburbs and fans who value sleep um i think it might i think that there i, I know that i have heard from a lot of parents who had said that there are just there were 30 to 40 to 50 percent of home games that were just out like they just were not possible they had season tickets doesn't matter selling them can't use them uh and as about as a i'm about to be one of those people so like i was looking at saturday afternoon games i'm like that's perfect i mean i don't get no sleep schedule bananas and all that stuff i don't know anything about anything yet um uh, but i know that sunday at eight o'clock isn't going to work and i know that wednesday at 7 p.m is not going to work based on where i live so i think that it it, it can only benefit it. I think it can only, it can only help uh, sort of the casual Sunday at eight o'clock is not really good for anybody. I don't think unless you live in DC um, and, or don't go to work early on Monday, it's just, it's not good. So I'm, I'm happy about that. It's a good, it's a good change. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be better for me as far as like traveling. Um, even though you know I still show up on a Sunday and you know I work from home on Monday, so it, it, and I don't have kids, so it doesn't really affect me. Uh, I, I can pretty much figure out a way. And to don't make it care. Today. Hashtag yeah. and don't care. <laughs> I will go to a game if if if, if that's what it takes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think from a perspective, I, I'm really liking actually the game on Saturday is a one o'clock game, though the for opening game. It's one o'clock. I mean, I can wake up, get up early, drive to DC, and get back to Richmond. And still have plenty of time to maybe do some other things too, depending That's on That's right. You're gonna get there early because we were gonna be live at the Screaming Eagles <laughs> tailgate at ten AM till twelve thirty. Exactly. Um check us out. Um all right, next. Uh Dustin Supreme says oh, I keep reading things that are not actually questions but are in fact replies to other questions. Uh Jimmy uh Jimmy R DCU Gooner says uh, am I wrong to have concerns about bringing in a center back over the age of 30 when we already have one in Brian? Hard to say since, again, uh, Ted, Ted nor I are ex- experts in Bakaye Diviasi from Amiens. Uh, so uh, he may be a very young 30. He may be spry at 30. I think it's fine. I just, I, I just don't, you know, 33, 34, 30, okay. Yeah, and that's reaching there. 30 is is not. 34, you're, you're a dusty old man who should disappear into the, into the, into the, I don't know why I keep fixing on 34. I don't know. For, for the position he's playing too, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't right. think he's that old. Remember um, Bobby Boswell before he fell off a cliff? He was like 30 something. He yeah. Okay until he wasn't. Yeah. He was fine. I mean, those players, the potentially, if he's playing in the top level, I, I know they're bottom of the table, but he's still playing at a high level in, in the French League one. And he's still starting for that team. So, you know, I'd have to go back and look. Maybe they're giving up seven, eight goals. Who knows? Um, but uh, but I, I think he would do fine in MLS. You, you you have to be just an above average defender in MLS to be fine, really, because there's so much attacking talent. Because of how little money gets spent. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's top level league. There's gonna be there's gonna be so many five four games. You seen the amount of attacking talent that's coming into this league, by the mm-hmm. way? Like I threw in a fantasy league. I'm thinking like, wow, there's gonna be there's like 20 players. I would be willing. I think are gonna score a bunch of goals. There's gonna be five four six five type games. Awesome. I, I predict at least two or three of those this year. Speaking of that, I, I think I know you saw this tweet. Uh, Pablo tweeted. The uh, DC, the DC Defenders uh, game uh, got more viewers than any MLS game ever in history, <laughs> which which I loved. I love that. Set. I mean, um, America America loves American football. They do. I, I they love it. They, Even like like fake bad versions of it, they can't get enough. It's amazing. Yeah. It was fun. Hey, hey, I I watched the it. XFL. I, I I wanted to see my like stadium being used by somebody else as like a tenant. And I, I got to tell you, the, the best atmosphere, I think, was the D.C. Defender. I think I watched one in New York with at MetLife Stadium. I think I watched the Dallas game, which was in another obscenely large stadium for the crowd size. It was like it was like looking at like an old MLS game. And this game felt the, – the game they had at Audi Field, they were smart, I think, in what stadium they picked because those atmospheres are going to be better. Smaller yeah. stadiums, smaller, smaller uh, crowd sizes. But, you know, you're drawing 17, 20. It looks a lot better in a 20,000-seat stadium than a – 80,000 seat stadium that I might go. I, I watched the whole <laughs> game. I was like, this looks fun to me. <laughs> this, I mean, you couldn't get me to FedEx w- with like a hundred dollar bill. You yeah. couldn't do it. Oh no. But you, I would people do this. Complain, people have claimed about how, how, how hard it is to get to Audi field. I'm like, try to go to FedEx. <laughs> yeah. <No problem. sighs> um, we're, we're wrapping up here on uh mailbag. Uh, Sam, this is not really a question, but it's a joke. And I like it. Samson says a lot of groin injuries this preseason should training staff be promoting celibacy rim shot, <laughs> which I like anyway, that's all. Thank you guys for your all bunch of questions. Um, I know that there were, a, there were a couple other things we wanted to get to overall. We talked about the CBA. We talked about the uniforms. We talked about the signings. You wanted to talk about what was it? There was one other thing. The TV deal, my friend. TV deal. Let's how it. we're going to watch these games. Uh, it was looking like NBC Sports Washington. I think we on the last show we talked about how it was probably going to be NBC Sports Washington. Apparently now it's going to be Sinclair. Sinclair is back, my friends. Uh, it, well, it, it's it, it's almost like, though, it's like it's like rose-colored glasses because, like, oh, man, at least it's not. And there's a lot of benefits for me when it was on Sinclair last time. If it's the same, I, there was an over-the-air channel. I was able to watch it on, I think, one of the over-the-air channels on the CW, 
which is kind of nice. And I was not blacked out on ESPN Plus slash MLS Live. So I could watch all the games on MLS Live without any blackouts in my area. No more hopping to a bar and finding out that it's connecting to a tower that's outside the radius, but my phone is connecting anyway. So none of that nonsense. So in a way, it's almost like, and they, they, they have to get this through two more years. Just two more years of this, and then MLS is bringing it all under one house. It's happening, folks. Uh, tr- it, trust me. It's it. This is the le- the local MLS TV rights is on its last leg. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm of the opinion that okay, sure, it's fine as long as they're willing to broadcast the game. Because I think a lot of people wanted NBC Sports Washington, but they maybe don't remember that there were a lot of times when like they, it wasn't on CSN did not even broadcast the game. And I think what NBC was like, here, we well, yeah, we'll take all the games. Oh, but we're going to put these seven on Monumental Sports, uh, which doesn't do anybody any good. I would rather I have a subscription. S- it will be fine for me. I'm good. I'm game. Do it. <laughs> no, I have a I have a subscription. I have access to it. So I watch the spirit games on there occasionally. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I prefer that. I don't I cannot. I've cut cable. I can't get news channel eight. Um, Like I there's no way for me to do it. I will be I will be going to if there's a R slash MLS streams, that's where I'll be because uh, I don't know how I don't know how I'll get to watch it. There's no app. Yeah. ABC doesn't do in market live streaming. And, and that's going to be the big the big question is, you know, are they going to offer some sort of they, I think they said they were looking also at doing a streaming package. You know, if they go to MB, if they go to News Channel 8 and uh, they say, OK, are you can you guys offer any type of streaming? For people who live in the area, and if their answer is no, then I think they should also look at packaging their digital rights somewhere. Um, they got to come up. I think they do have to come up with something because, funny enough, now there's all these cord cutters now that are like, "Wait a minute, I don't get News Channel Eight, so yeah." It better be in. It better be in 1080p. It better. It better oh yeah. Be oh yeah. HD or else that's a deal breaker. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they are inching closer where they can say Sinclair is going to offer. Do, doesn't. ABC have like over the air the ABC station doesn't have like point one two three type channels. I don't know. Does it not have that? Because that's so, so that's what that's what um that's what we get with CBS. The uh the Richmond Kickers have a deal with CBS, the local CBS affiliate here, and you can watch the games on the like six point three channel. Like it's like an auxiliary channel that they use. The quality's awful. I mean, it's not the greatest, but I'm just thinking like you know they, they're putting these channels on 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 ABC. They're putting the games there, and then they're going to use News Channel Eight. So my question is, why not? Don't don't they have like some auxiliary feed that they can use so people can get it over the air? So maybe there'll be more games on on uh, on ABC too. That would be interesting um, if, if 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 that happens. So um, we'll find out. <laughs> well, it's a lot. This is basically the podcast that came a week or an or two weeks too soon for everything. <laughs> like we're, we're we're almost on a TV deal. We're clearly we're clearly not done building this roster out, and we still haven't seen this team play any games. So yeah. <laughs> you get what you get, and yeah. you don't get upset. And our whole live uh, stream decided just to not yeah, work today. Really, so, you know, really was a, it was a it was, tonight was a land of contrasts. <laughs> so uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, do we want to talk uh, anything spirit though before we leave? Let's let's wait till next week when we have a when we got a full boat here. The, the U.S. women also ran through their competition and as gaffle. you would assume and hope, uh, well, and they did it. Well, it's just interesting. It was twenty five to the twenty. They outscored opponents twenty five to nothing, which is to be expected. But even the opponents that everybody was like, maybe they'll give them a challenge, like Mexico and Canada. They still just completely ran over. It was like it was like it wasn't even close. So they're they're playing well. They're playing well right now. They're playing the, well right their, now. Their their ability to pressure in the midfield and 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 counter is like. It's like Bach. It's like Beethoven. Like it doesn't. It's it's artistry on a level that is ridiculous. And I think it's the. I think that's why they resonate with so many people. You can, if you if you're just a soccer fan in general, and maybe not say woman soccer fan or whatever, you can just watch that and be like, no, this is amazing. This is perfect. This it, is this is something that you don't see anywhere else in a in as consistent a way as you see with them. And and what's been what what's been, what's really incredible, I think, about the U.S. women now is just they. It's like they're reloading. Alex Morgan's out, you know, before they had issues, it was like they had this, you know, great, these great teams, 91, 95, 99. And then it was very much a fade. They sort of faded out and then they sort of rebuilt um, Megan Rapino, uh, Abby Wambach came into her, you know, started to come up into the team. Now it's like, you know, uh, it's um, 
Lynn Williams. I, yeah, Lynn Williams. Uh, Christian Press is finally getting. They have so much depth on that team. They are like 15, 16, 17 players deep. There are players that probably didn't even play in this tournament that would be starting for other national teams right now. Yeah. I mean that, oh, that, sure. that oh, for sure that's definitely and, true. And, and and not just like you know your 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 Trinidad Tobago's, your Jamaica's, your Costa Rica's. I'm talking like your France, England, Germany. There are players that are on the bench for the US team that would be starting for those big clubs that played that showed really well in the in the in the in the World Cup. So, I mean, it they're crazy deep and I think they're they're the obvious favorite to go and win the Olympics. Uh, also, Spirit fans, they uh, I got to give it to them. Uh, Craig Hoffman and some other guy are they've already been doing a podcast in the offseason. They are now going to do video content. They're going to do post game wrap up stuff. They're going to air uh, coach uh, like pregame talks. They're they have upped the game substantially as far as what they're actually going to cover around the Spirit. So that's going to be great for fans who have not been served by that at all, like whatsoever. Like they're, th- that's really been a shortcoming for them. And it appears that ownership has put some money in that department is actually going to produce some content. So excited for that. Yeah. Excited for preseason to start. Excited for a full year of Rose Lavelle. Hopefully she can, or not a full year, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, a good chunk of it. Hopefully she stays healthy. Hopefully most of the year. Let's just be clear. Hopefully right. most of the year until the final, she looked very good. She had a pretty rough final. I, th- I thought against Canada, um, but what are you gonna do? It didn't really matter. Yeah. She's off by the 60th minute. Um, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's probably all we should wrap it up at. Yep. That sounds good. All right. Let's, well, uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do the ads for uh, giving us money. Uh, so clearly we're holding you hostage with the video content. So if you want to see video again and not just see a black screen, hear our voice, we recommend that you check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RFK refugees. There's a tier that says, let us see the video. It's a dollar. Uh, so uh, if you want to support us and think that uh, this is worthwhile, please do so. Uh, again, I'm going to, for a third time, hit up. Uh, make sure if you want to come see us live uh, and also probably drink a beer if you have $15 and aren't a member of Screaming Eagles already, come to the Screaming Eagles tailgate at the home opener. Uh, I believe it's from 10 to 1230. And then we'll all go to the game and go watch uh, DC whoop up on some Colorado Rapids. Yep. Come join us. Join the show. Make sure we have the extra mic ready and everything. All right, I think that's uh, uh, you can listen to our Caribbean G's, and we'll catch you all next week. Vamos, vamos. <laughs>